Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about a genetic mutation that makes people need less sleep, a lost sunken continent at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, and why the word like is not just a lazy language filler. Let's like satisfy some curiosity. There's a genetic mutation that makes people need less sleep. As in, a fortunate few people are able to sleep six or fewer hours without any ill effects. And new research has helped scientists get a handle on exactly what this mutation means. Back in 2009, scientists at UC San Francisco studied a family of short sleepers, meaning people who only get four to six hours of sleep, but wake up fresh as a daisy. They figured out that their superhuman sleeplessness was due to a mutation of a gene called DEC2, which helps manage the body's circadian rhythms. And for a study published in August 2019 in the journal Neuron, those scientists started to look for other genes at play. In order to find more short sleep genes, the scientists screened for genetic mutations in people known to be short sleepers and hit upon one particular family with a rare variant in a gene called ADRB1. ADRB1 codes for a receptor for the hormone norepinephrine, which generally controls the body's motion and alertness. Your body pumps out norepinephrine during a fight-or-flight response, snapping your brain to attention and making your heart race. As you might imagine, norepinephrine is usually at its lowest levels during sleep. The scientists genetically engineered mice to have the same ADRB1 mutation and found that they slept for about an hour less on average than non-mutant mice. When they looked at the brain stems of the mutant mice, the scientists saw that cells studded with this receptor were active when the mice were awake, but quiet during their deep non-REM sleep. Stimulating the neurons carrying ADRB1 also immediately woke the mice from deep sleep. The team suggests that this mutation makes neurons carrying the gene more active, which is what makes the organism become more awake and content on less sleep. Okay, so what's next? Well, several drugs can already manipulate norepinephrine receptors to treat things like psychiatric conditions, cardiovascular problems, glaucoma, and migraines. Further research on these mutations might add sleep disorders to that list and may even produce the overachiever's dream, adding more hours to the day by enabling the body to stay awake longer without consequence. Oh, and we should probably mention that the researchers estimate this genetic mutation is only present in four out of every 100,000 people. Just because you're able to wake up early and keep going after only a few hours of sleep does not mean you're what the researchers consider to be a short sleeper. So do not use this story as an excuse to skip sleep. Curiosity's orders. If you're disappointed at the failure of researchers to find the lost continent of Atlantis, like I am, then take heart. Researchers have actually found a lost sunken continent at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And back in 2017, the Australian National University launched a drill ship to explore it in one of the most intensive explorations of a lost continent ever. Though to be fair, how many explorations have there been of lost continents? But I digress. The continent is called Zealandia, and as the name suggests, its highest point, the only part that breaches the surface, is New Zealand. If you sail west from Sydney, Australia, you'll find Zealandia. Sort of. You won't be able to see most of it, but deep beneath the ocean is a chunk of land spread out over 4.9 million square kilometers that broke off from Australia about 75 million years ago. The mission of the Australian National University expedition was to collect sediment from the continental crust beneath the ocean and test our theories about how and when Zealandia formed. 
Scientists currently believe that it was once a part of Gondwana. That's the supercontinent that also included Australia, Antarctica, Africa, and South America, which probably broke apart, like I said, about 75 million years ago. With core samples and mineral deposits, scientists will be able to strengthen those theories, or throw them out entirely. We've actually had an idea of Zealandia's existence since about 1919, when it was known as Tasmantis. But it's not the only sunken continent on the planet. There are quite a few more of these continental crumbs, in fact, but only Zealandia has been deemed big enough to actually be described as a continent. The others include Mauritia, Madagascar, and a bunch of tiny underwater islands you've probably never heard of. They've all been deemed microcontinents, or continental fragments. But I prefer to think of them as candidates for what might have been Atlantis. I mean, you never know. Sure. <laughs> Ocean's a big place. Research shows that the word like isn't just a lazy language filler. In fact, it, like, has grammar, too. So let's, like, talk about the word like. I'm going to stop doing that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Rebecca Woods is a senior lecturer in language acquisition at the University of Huddersfield. And she reported in the conversation that she studied the word like by applying a previously built corpus to the British reality TV show Love Island. A corpus is a representative sample of language as used by certain speakers. It's basically a data-driven way to figure out how language is used, rather than relying on our perceptions, opinions, and memories. Woods transcribed the show, Love Island, and found that like was not used as filler the way you would use words like um or er. That's because like rarely came right before or after a pause. That means that on Love Island, participants knew what they wanted to say, and using the word like was an intentional part of what they said. The corpus that Woods used came from previous research into the BBC's makeup competition called Glow Up. And Woods figured out six different places in a sentence from the show where the word like made sense, and six where it didn't. So for example, take this sentence. I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. You might naturally hear this variation. I'm going to create a beautiful look in, like, 15 minutes. You probably would not hear this one. I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15, like, minutes. Woods confirmed there are clear grammar rules, both in terms of content and how the word like fits into the conversation. And on top of that, these rules are understood by the speaker and the person they are speaking to. You can read details about these rules in our full write-up on this on Curiosity.com. But on a high level, like can be used to do things like highlight part of a sentence or make sure you're communicating an idea clearly. As for why like annoys people so much, Alexandra Darcy at the University of Victoria in Canada argues that it might sound more repetitive since the uses of like are pronounced in the same way. And Woods pointed out that language grapes such as this one seem to be a proxy for demeaning certain groups. For example, the word like is perceived to be used more by people who are young, female, and not in positions of power. When we criticize a person based on how we think they speak, we're not only drawing attention away from what they're actually saying, but we're likely to stop them from wanting to speak up at all. That's language prejudice, and it's real, and it needs to be called out. So, like, don't do that. Or don't, like, do that. But not don't do like that. Totally. <laughs> and now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that rare variants in your genes could lead you to need less sleep. But don't skip your bedtime because you probably don't have those mutations. 
and that there's a lost, sunken continent called Zealandia at the bottom of the ocean, which probably used to be part of the supercontinent Gondwana. And that the word like isn't just a lazy language filler. It actually serves a purpose. So, like, stop your, like, language prejudice, okay? I, like, totally agree. I, like, knew you would. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in, like, a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. Stay curious.